Hello and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the great Babu Bot, played by the amazingly talented Brian George. Brian appeared in three episodes of Seinfeld, and we'll be discussing some of our favorite moments today. Yeah, how could you not love Babu? I mean, every scene he's in is so memorable and so funny, and Brian George has so much range as an actor. One minute, Babu is very friendly and sweet, and then the next minute, he's very serious and angry. And I just thought Brian did an excellent job going to those extremes, and just another classic character to add to the long list of amazing guest stars who have appeared on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one thing when I was watching and taking notes for this episode. He does such an amazing job with those little nonverbal things, and he might be one of the only Seinfeld greats that is most known for a little nonverbal thing where he does the finger wag. And right. that is just so great. He's got those long fingers and just so perfect. And just the looks that he gets on his face and in the beginning in the cafe, he just has, does some great you know, nonverbal acting, but yeah, he is somebody that is really Seinfeld royalty and someone that we didn't get to discuss too much because he is in two episodes, technically, well, technically three episodes, but he was in the cafe and the visa as far as main, you know, non-finale episodes. So we didn't get to talk about him like in the one-off characters or anything like that. And he's not somebody's boyfriend. He's not anything like that. So yeah, this is such an exciting episode to do, to talk about him because he's definitely one of my favorites. Oh, me too. And you mentioned that finger pointing. That's something that he came up with during rehearsals and they loved it so much. They would just like, keep doing that. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a Larry David thing, too, where Larry David puts up the finger, you know, or, or. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I will say about Babu, and we'll get into this more as we discuss his episodes, but he's definitely someone who refuses to take responsibility for his own decisions. And instead, he likes to point the finger at others, sometimes literally. <laughs> yeah, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there are so many examples throughout the series where the characters are at fault and it's really hard to defend them. But. In this case, I don't really think Jerry or Elaine did anything wrong to Babu. And like I said, I just think Babu refuses to take responsibility. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I never really thought about it like that because, in a sense, we do love the main four. But at the same time, you do always have some sympathy for people that get screwed over by them just being so horrible. But it is true that he just kind of – Jerry just is literally a guy that walks in off the street and you know, lives across the street from his restaurant – and he says, you know, oh, well, I have this idea, you know, why don't you just make it all Pakistani, you know? And I think it is a good idea in theory because uh, I've watched enough Kitchen Nightmares to know that, you know, you don't want a menu that's uh, too eclectic. You know, you want to stick to a small menu and yeah. what you know. And uh, another thing, too, is that who knows the kind of people that Babu hired? Like, you know, is he the one doing the cooking? Is Did he hire a chef? Is that, that's another question, you know, so... It, it is. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point that uh, that he sort of takes this advice sort of willy nilly and doesn't really think it through. Yeah, and it's very rare, but I always find it interesting when one of the characters actually shows empathy or concern for other people, especially if it's a stranger. But in this case, why do you think Jerry cares so much about Babu? You know, that's a good question. And to quote Jerry, I think it's kind of like when he says there's a spider in the toilet. And, you know, even though you know he's not going to make it, you're kind of rooting for him for a little bit. <laughs> and then you flush. <laughs> well, it's, oh, it's a spider. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think there's a level to that, too. Maybe it's also like the first time Jerry sort of experienced this because he 
seems to be enamored with Babu. It's like he, you know, he's watching the sky. You know, it's a grand opening. No matter when he's with anybody, it's like he can't pay attention. You know, even you know George says, you don't pay attention when anybody talks to you anymore, do you? You know, <laughs> he's just so focused on this guy. You know, and everybody's asking, well, why, why, why? And you can't really offer an explanation. But maybe there's something about Babu that he likes, or maybe he's somebody that's sort of different in the neighborhood that hasn't been there before. And he's like, oh, you know, here's this guy, you know, he's an immigrant, he's struggling, he's you know trying to get by. Nobody goes in there, you know, nobody, because Jerry's been in the neighborhood a while. He knows the vibe, he knows the tone. So it's sort of like, let me just see if I can you know, help this guy out and maybe, you know, be this person that sort of gets him over the hump. And I think inside, you know, yeah, despite the fact that Jerry is an uncaring person a lot of the times, maybe there's just something that, you know, he just has a soft spot for him. How could anybody not like him? <laughs> I am special. My mother was right. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought since it was right in Jerry's neighborhood, maybe he was just hoping to have a good new restaurant nearby. He could take a date there, or if his parents were in town, he could take them there as well. That's true. And, you know, if he got friendly with the guy, he'd get discounts from him and stuff. Yeah. And in his opening stand-up for the cafe, Jerry talks about how there's always one store location in your neighborhood that's constantly changing hands. No one can do business there. It's like the Bermuda Triangle of retail. And so maybe that particular location was always changing hands with businesses that he wasn't interested in. But now that it's a restaurant, that's obviously something that would interest him, and he's just hoping it'll do well. Oh, 100%, yeah. Because, yeah, constantly going out to eat. You know, they never cook at home, so... That's true. Yeah, a restaurant is really something in Jerry's wheelhouse, aside from a comedy club. But boy, that yeah, and that stand-up really rings true, though. That is something I think everybody can relate to, no matter where you're from, especially in New York. But no matter where you're from, there's always a place in your town or in your city that's just constantly changing. You know, every six months, it's something different. And, you know, nobody can go in there because, oh, maybe the parking's bad. It's a bad location, you know, this and that. But in Babu's first episode, The Cafe, Jerry and George are standing across the street from the Dream Cafe. Jerry is telling George he hasn't seen one person go in that restaurant since it opened. Look at this guy. His family's probably back in Pakistan. They're waiting for him to send back money. This is horrible. And then I love how George isn't even listening to him. Like, he just couldn't care less. I know. George excoriates Jerry. Like, you don't listen when people talk to you. But, yeah, exactly. He's not listening to what Jerry has to say either. And obviously, George couldn't care less. He's not going <laughs> to... Yeah, I don't even think George acknowledges Babu at all in this episode. No, he doesn't. In fact, yeah, George, I don't think he ever, ever meets Babu in his entire run of the series, really. He probably just sees him in the courtroom at the end, and that's about it. Yeah, the only time he hears his name is when Elaine is like, Babu Bot did it. He's like, Babu Bot? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's so incredulous. He doesn't even explain who it is. Like it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That, because that could easily just be a made-up name, you know. Yeah. And George is great at that, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next scene, I love how Jerry is watching Babu through a pair of binoculars from his apartment window. <laughs> I just think it's a funny visual. Well, and we did an episode all about great scenes from uh, Jerry's apartment window. And of course. That's definitely one that we talked about. Bazooka Joe! <laughs> <laughs> we should also mention that... Uh, the writer of this episode was Tom Leopold, and we met Tom Leopold yeah, uh, back a little while ago, and a super nice guy, and that this whole thing was based on a true story of where he lived in a place in New York where it was across the street, and it was this little four-seater restaurant, 
and nobody was going in there and he felt bad, but he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. It's like, should I go in there? Should I not go in there? But that's the truth about, you know, a lot of places in New York, there's these little tiny holes in the wall that, you know, you don't ever see anybody go into and, you know, you're not sure. And it was actually a Vietnamese spot, but it was called the Dream Cafe. And I thought it was interesting, too, that originally the writers wanted Babu to be Cambodian. They mentioned that in the, the DVD extras in the notes about nothing. And I wonder why they decided to change from Cambodian to Pakistani. Uh, not necessarily that the person that would have owned the restaurant you know, he probably would have never known that it was necessarily about him. Maybe he probably never watched the show, but I just think it's kind of interesting. I wonder what their thought process was. Yeah, that's a great point. I like when Elaine asks Jerry if he's gone in there yet. And Jerry's like, no, I'm afraid we'll start talking. and I'll wind up going partners with him. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's mind just goes to that extreme. Although I think probably my favorite line from Jerry's in that exchange is when he's just staring out the window and he goes, you know, I probably could shoot him from here. You're doing us both a favor. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing we do find out in this scene is that Babu is serving Mexican, Italian, Chinese. He's all over the place. And that's one thing I will say, and I think we touched on it earlier, but restaurants that have really big menus, usually everything is bad. Yeah, exactly. It's better to have a restaurant where you have a certain focus, where you can really focus on the quality of the food. And if you're all over the place, it's a yeah. You know, even diners, like usually diners are, they're a New York staple. A lot of times, most of the stuff you get there is fantastic. But if they try to stray out into the more like, you know, quote unquote, ethnic cuisine, you know, Italian, Mexican, Chinese, something like that, it's usually not very good. And it's really funny because they probably, when they were writing it, they probably just thought of like, you know, what kind of foods could this guy serve? Like, you know, tacos, moussaka, frankenbeans, <laughs> <laughs> You know, what sounds funniest, but also it's the most random assortment of food we can come up with. Right. And we mentioned it earlier, but this is, of course, also the episode where Elaine is taking the IQ test for George. And when Elaine asks where she should take the test, Jerry tells her, take it at the Dream Cafe. You won't hear a peep. <laughs> Such a great dig, though. That's, like, yeah. you know, Jerry, like we said, Jerry seems to care about Babu a lot more than the average person that he runs across. But. He still can't help being so jokey. <laughs> and then here it is, our first scene at the Dream Cafe. Let's listen. Welcome to the Dream Cafe. Well, uh, I've been looking forward to it. Oh, uh, how did you hear about us? Uh, people, people are talking. <laughs> smoking or non-smoking, we are proud to offer both. Uh, non-smoking would be great. Very good. My name is Babu Bhatt. I will be a waiter. A steaming hot folded face cloth for your pleasure. Thank you. Our specials are tacos, moussaka, and franks and beans. Well, uh, what, what do you recommend, my good fellow? Oh, the turkey. Well, and the turkey it'll be. And may I say you have a splendid establishment here, my friend. I'm sure you'll flourish at this location for many, many years. You're a very kind man. Very kind. Thank you. Very kind. Very kind. I am a kind man. Who else would do something like this? Nobody. Nobody thinks about people the way I do. All right, snap out of it, you stupid jerk. You're eating a turkey sandwich. What do you want, a Nobel Prize? <laughs> oh, man, what a great first scene for Babu. And right off the bat, he just seems like such a genuine, sweet guy. And you just can't help but love him right away. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I love how he's like, oh, how did you hear about us? <laughs> people, people are talking. 
<laughs> and Jerry really seems to try to like make him feel better, you know? Yeah. Like, oh well, what do you recommend, my good fellow? You know. <laughs> I like how the smoking and non-smoking tables are right next to each other. That's a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because those of us who remember that, I remember there were restaurants that you know were either small or even not so small. That like they would have smoking and non-smoking sections, but then like the non-smoking section, there'd be like the booze that were right next to the smoking section, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, why would he seat Jerry way in the back? You know, you would think you would want him near the window so people could actually see that people are eating in there. Oh yeah, you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. And he seats him there both times. He kind of gives him that back table. Maybe because it's closer to the kitchen, it's less of a walk for him. <laughs> <laughs> and first impression of the restaurant, it's a little odd. There's flags of different countries all over the wall. There's a picture of John F. Kennedy. There's random decorations everywhere, just kind of all over the place. Right. I also noticed a picture of uh, Sinatra and Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does kind of make sense because I guess somebody like just moving to the country, you know, especially in the days before Google or the Internet, Babu just kind of had to go off of whatever he could find, I'm sure. And, you know, he probably saw some books or something in Pakistan and people were like, oh, yeah, you know, these are the people you should put up on the wall. And these are, you know, the most you know, uh, popular cuisines over there and such. So I, I could kind of see why he would think that. And, you know, again, he's trying his best. He's trying to make everybody happy. That's what it seems like. And then in the next scene, I love when Jerry takes one sip of his water and then Babu is right there to fill it up right away. Thank you, Babu. <laughs> and you can't help but feel bad for Babu at that point, too, because like this poor guy, you know, he's been standing around all day. He's got nothing to do. Now he's finally got a customer and he just wants to do everything to make the customer happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Elaine walks in to take the IQ test and Kramer comes in shortly after her. And this is a great scene all around, but there's a few moments in particular that I really enjoy. The first is the conversation of statue versus statute of limitations. Statute of limitations. It's not a statue. No, no, it's statue. Fine. It's a sculpture of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like when Kramer's like, Elaine, now you're smart. Is it statue or statute of limitations? Statute. <laughs> oh, I really think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a typical Kramer. <laughs> yeah, and it was around this time when Kramer really started to become... Kramer. I, I think it was Jerry who said in the beginning, Michael was playing the character a little slower than everyone else, a little dumber. And then he got the idea that he should play the character that everyone else was dumber than him. And that was really the turning point. And we see that here. Kramer is clearly wrong, but he's so sure he's right that you almost kind of question yourself a little bit. Like, wait a minute, is he right? Am I the one who has it wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you also see that great like Kramer-Elaine dynamic where Elaine's like, I just don't have time for you right now. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Try to do this thing. And then just Kramer keeps coming over and bothering her. Like, why are you doing it for George? <laughs> Can I tell you later? Was it for a job or something? <laughs> the other part I absolutely love in this scene is when Babu gives Kramer the steaming hot face towel and he falls over screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you watch the commentary on the DVDs, Brian George talks about how that wasn't even rehearsed. That was something that Michael just did on the night of the shoot. And so that reaction that we see from Brian George is a genuine reaction. Oh yeah. That freaked out. Look that Brian George's look of like, what, Oh my, like what's going on here. It's so yeah. great because that's, that is a realistic thing. Like if somebody did that, 
in your tiny restaurant after you just handed him a face towel. Because at least Jerry, like when you see him hand it to Jerry, Jerry kind of plays it off a little bit. He's like, oh, geez, you know, and yeah. kind of throws it aside. But Kramer is just going to make this huge spectacle of the whole thing. <laughs> and you also see like Julia covering up her face. I'm sure that was to keep her from breaking. <laughs> oh, man, what a great scene that is. I also like when Elaine is trying to take the test and Babu is just like singing to himself. <laughs> Yeah, the humming like na na nina na na nina 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 na na nina. Yeah, and you see Jerry like swaying in the back. Oh, I love that. Like that took me, you know, as many times as I've seen the show, that took me a while to actually like see that and pay attention to what Jerry was doing in the background. <laughs> and it's just so funny because it looks like Jerry's actually enjoying himself. He's not just putting on a front of being nice to Babu. It's like he actually wants to be around him yeah. and like experience his culture and be like, oh, this is so cool. Like I've never been with I've never been in a restaurant quite like this. You know, this is a whole experience for me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just having a great time. And I'm sure he's also, you know, getting a lot of good material for later on that night as well. Of course. And poor Babu, I felt so bad for him when he spilled the rigatoni all over Elaine's test. I'm not even sure what he was trying to do. I'm guessing he was trying to give Elaine a refill or something because it seemed like she still had a lot of pasta on her plate. Right. Yeah. He was probably like trying to give her a refill or something and he misjudged and just hit the side of the plate. And <laughs> yeah. And obviously Elaine, you know, wasn't going to eat anything or probably took a couple bites. And and that's another great earlier. That's another great uh, roller coaster delivery from Julia. When he, I'll have the rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good choice. Very good. <laughs> or what about before that when she orders tea and toast and Babu looks so sad. He's like, tea and toast. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Tea and toast. <laughs> <laughs> Eat something, Babu. <laughs> Poor Elaine. She just gets caught up. Like, you know, she's just trying to take this IQ test for George. She already gets caught up taking the IQ test for George. And now she's getting caught up ordering food. I hope Jerry at least paid for her. <laughs> Don't you ever talk about her like that. <laughs> <laughs> but Elaine is out of time anyway. And as she's leaving the restaurant, we get that great line from Babu. Tell your friends. <laughs> and that was a line we used when we first started this podcast. If someone told us they liked it, we'd be like, tell your friends. <laughs> That's right. It's all right. She was cheating anyway. You're a very kind man. <laughs> <laughs> and in this next scene, Jerry pitches his restaurant idea to Babu. And this is a great back and forth between them, so I think we'll listen to this. Babu, you're Pakistani, right? Yes, Pakistani, yes. Babu, may I say something? Of course, you're a very smart man. I listen. I am not a restaurateur by any means, but it occurred to me that perhaps you might serve some dishes from your native Pakistan, as opposed to, say, the, the Franks and Beans, for example. <laughs> But there are no Pakistani people here. Doesn't matter. You would have the only authentic Pakistani restaurant in the whole neighborhood. Yes. You see everything, don't you? Well, you know, not everything. I do what I can. I close down today. And when I open again, it will be old Pakistani restaurant. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're a very special person. Very special. I am such a great guy. <laughs> Who else would have gone to the trouble to help this poor immigrant? I am special. My mother was right. 
course, I've never had Pakistani food. How bad could it be? And like we mentioned earlier, I, I think I have to agree with Jerry here. I, I think he makes a good suggestion, even if it doesn't end up working out in the end. But I've actually spoken to a lot of Seinfeld fans who blame Jerry and feel it wasn't his place to say anything or he shouldn't have even visited the cafe in the first place. And I get that, but it wasn't really Jerry's fault that the Pakistani restaurant failed. I mean, it's not like the Dream Cafe was doing so well. So I don't really put the blame on Jerry at all. I wouldn't either, because Jerry simply made a suggestion and Babu, as we said, could have taken it or left it. Mm -hmm. And I, although I do find it kind of interesting when Jerry's like, well, I've never had Pakistani food. How bad could it be? But yet in the jacket, they went to a Pakistani restaurant with Alton Bennis. And but that makes me think that possibly Jerry just kind of blocked out any memory that he had of being with Alton Bennis at any time in his life. Yeah. <laughs> just that doesn't that never happened. And also when Jerry later gets, you know, he's like, uh, make me the works. And he's saying, oh, Babu, you know, the shrimp is a little stringy. Maybe it's something in refrigeration. So maybe Babu's not necessarily buying the highest quality ingredients or mm -hmm. he decided to cut corners on something. So, again, yeah, it's not totally Jerry's fault. And just because he made a comment about it and about the food, it's not like, you know, Babu just snaps at him. You know, it's not Jerry's fault if you're not getting good stuff or your chef's not preparing the food properly or something. Right, exactly. But in the next scene, we once again see Jerry looking through a pair of binoculars. The restaurant is closed for renovation, and Jerry says, the average person sees a situation like this, they walk right by it. Not me. You're very special. <laughs> <laughs> and when Jerry says, not me, it looks like he's channeling Babu a little bit there as he's pointing his finger at Elaine. That's right. <laughs> And Elaine's just totally uninterested at this point. She doesn't want anything to do with that place anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next scene, Jerry is visiting Babu for the grand reopening. And this is what I was talking about before, how Brian George can just go to such extremes with this character. Because the expression on his face really just says it all. Like the second they show him, he just looks like a completely different person. Yeah, he's staring daggers at him, man. Like he yeah. is not happy at all. And it's kind of interesting because, yeah, his restaurant was a failure before it's like jerry told him to switch over i don't know i don't know how long it exactly was although i do think it was kind of a dumb move from jerry's part to like oh i was away for a while it's like really you couldn't have like stayed in front of this grand opening and at least come the first <laughs> night you know <laughs> yeah but jerry seems to be very upbeat and positive he's telling babu he thinks the restaurant is fantastic and that it has a certain undefinable charm but do you think Jerry knows Babu is upset at him and he's trying to sugarcoat the situation? Or do you really think he has no idea? I think Jerry has an idea, but he's trying to be the one that's like the upbeat one and not, you know, fan the flames any more than it has to be. Because he can see that Babu's upset, obviously, and not the same person that he was when he was, you know, running the cafe before. Right. And then in Babu's final scene of this episode, this is definitely a classic moment. Like you mentioned before, Babu is just staring daggers at Jerry as he's eating his shrimp. And then everything just comes to a head as Jerry calls Babu over to his table. Babu! Babu! Babu. You know, I've got to tell you, I never do this, but the shrimp, it's just, it's a little stringy. <laughs> You have any chicken? The shrimp is stringy. Well, maybe you're a fridge. Quiet! 
shut up. Well, I... You make me change restaurant, but nobody come. You say, make Pakistani. Babu Bhatt have only Pakistani restaurant. But where are people? You see people? Show me people. There are no people. You know, I think I'll just take the check. You bad man. You very, very bad man. Bad man? Could my mother have been wrong? <laughs> oh, man, Th- that is an all-time great scene. And some of the best bloopers from the show come from that scene. The Babu, oh, Babu. And I think it's even funnier because Brian George is trying to play so angry and so PO'd. And then he just stands up and he just dies. He can't, oh, he can't do it. Yeah. And um, I guess, too, they said in the, uh, the notes about nothing on the DVDs, they said that Jerry at the beginning was almost doing like a Jack Benny imitation you know when he was calling babu over you know yeah and that was probably another thing brian george wasn't necessarily expecting you know i wonder how jerry played it off in the beginning but yeah that's just such a wonderful scene (laughs) oh absolutely and we'd love to play that clip for you here but unfortunately it just wouldn't have the same effect because it's more of a visual clip but we did post it on our instagram page where at the place to be dot podcast for anyone who wants to check it out yeah definitely worth the watch yeah, and at the end of this episode, you know, we see the guys coming to take away all the stuff out of the Dream Cafe. But originally, that's not how it was supposed to end. And I really thought it was interesting because the original ending, we were supposed to meet Babu's wife. If you notice, Babu has a wedding ring on his finger and we we're supposed to meet his wife. And she was supposed to be like this, you know, rich, upper class woman who, you know, owned horses and was very like elegant and whatnot and had all kinds of money. And, you know, you realized that this was just sort of you know he was just sort of doing this for fun and this wasn't a real failure for him it was just him sort of you know, okay well i have this money and this beautiful wife it's okay which i thought was kind of interesting because i feel like any other sitcom would do an ending like that where that character gets his redemption but not seinfeld and i feel like if they had gone with that this, the episode would have been a lot weaker and i think it's a lot better that you sort of ended on this note where it's like whatever happened, Jerry kind of screwed up and Babu screwed up and this is the end for, for him. And that restaurant's not going to be there anymore. It's just going to be going through another parade of businesses. And I think that's definitely a more realistic ending for sure. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And the way the cafe ended, it kind of felt like Babu would be one of those classic one and done characters like Bookman or the soup Nazi. But sure enough, he comes back the following year in the visa And even though he doesn't have as much to do in this episode, it was still a great performance and it was so nice to see him come back. But what do you think happened in that one year span? Because obviously Jerry and Babu didn't end things well in the cafe. And then all of a sudden in this episode, not only does Jerry get him a job at Monk's, but he gets him an apartment in his building. So what do you think happened? That's a good point. Honestly, I mean, it's kind of left open where... You know, you see the ending with Jerry and then he calls him a bad man and he shakes his finger and walks into the kitchen. But we don't see what happens after that. And I have kind of a feeling that maybe Jerry did feel bad for him. Like we said, there's some reason why he sort of feels this you know, admiration for Babu and wants to help him. And perhaps he, you know, after Babu went in the back and calmed down, got his check, he said, listen, Babu, you know, I'm really sorry. Uh, you know, if you take down my name and number, you know, maybe I can help you out somehow. Uh you know, if I find out about an apartment and I'm sure at first, you know, he took it and was like, oh, whatever. But maybe again, it's been, you know, it was a year and maybe Babu didn't want to get deported or something like that. Or there was, you know, something that 
happened and he said, you know what, you know, this guy tried to help me once. Maybe I'll give him another chance. All off screen stuff. Again, it's not very Seinfeldian, but but it's something. (laughs) So in this episode, Elaine picked up Jerry's mail while he was on the road. Kramer couldn't pick it up because he was at a baseball fantasy camp. And then we eventually find out that Babu's visa renewal application form was in Jerry's mail. They must have put it in his mailbox by mistake. And I know it's no one's fault, but if you had to blame someone besides the mailman for Babu not receiving his visa renewal application form, who would it be and why? So that's an interesting question. And I have a little bit of a convolute theory about it, because if you want to ask whose fault it was for just him not getting his visa renewal, it would probably be Elaine, because Elaine should have looked in the pile like seeing what was addressed to Jerry and what wasn't. Cause yeah, that happens all the time. People's stuff gets put in your mailbox, you know, it might be a one off on the letter of the apartment, but going as far as getting Babu deported, I think that was George's fault because all this craziness stuff happened, but yet Cheryl Fong was perfectly willing to help Babu out. I'm sure she could have done something or she knew somebody that could have helped out. And she even said it to Jerry. She's like, I have somebody that specializes in this kind of thing. No problem. But then George has to go and, you know, he only thinks about himself and trying to, you know, keep this relationship going. Like we said, this is the part of his brain obsessed with sex. <laughs> and he goes and he scares Cheryl Fong off and boom, everything falls apart. Yeah, that's a great point. But at the end of the day, I think it's Babu's fault. Yeah, he did let it go for a while. That's true. Yeah, I mean, he had to be expecting it to arrive in the mail. And as soon as it was late, he should have done something about it. That is an excellent point. <laughs> and again, I guess we're so like, we love these characters, but we're so ready to blame them for other people's problems. And that's how the episode plays out. But yeah, you're right. Babu should have been more responsible, especially since he has a family here and everything. You know, if he's yeah. married and he has children or something like, Jenny, Jenny, help me. <laughs> I will, Babu. I will help you, Babu. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> And this is another storyline. Uh, we talked about it with Susan Isaacs, who was in the hot tub. But this is another storyline that's sort of semi-dramatic, and it's played for comedy, where oh, there absolutely. are these stakes involved. And, <laughs> you know, this is a guy who's been in the country for a while. Now he's going to get deported because of this. And whoever's fault it is, it's still a you know, sad situation, still a rough situation. And I also wonder, going back to you know what you're saying about uh, – Jerry helping Babu get the apartment and get the job. Do you think Jerry also might have helped him out maybe financially and like gave him some money to help him get back on his feet or pay off his debts? Because I could see that. Where, you know, Jerry, Jerry, like for all his faults, he he can be a generous guy, you know, and he, you know, gives a lot of stuff away. And maybe, you know, if Babu came to him and said, hey, you know, like, and he, like he, uh, like he did with Elaine in the apartment, you know. He found this great apartment in his building and he said, oh, but I don't have the money for, you know, down payment or whatever. Like, well, here you go, you know, and you can pay me back whenever. I know you can be getting this job. So whenever you can pay me back, let me know. That's true. He is very generous with money. And we see that in the Cadillac also when he buys a car for his parents. That's true. But in the next scene, we're going to play this clip. This is when Jerry and Elaine visit Babu. Do you remember Elaine? Yes, yes, of course. Nice to meet you. So nice of you both to come. Oh, Babu. You're both very kind, very kind. Oh, well, you know, we try. We do what we can. We do what we can. 
The problem is I never got my visa renewal form in the mail. I was expecting it. Yes. Well, see, uh, here's the thing, Babu. Um, what happened was uh, I was away for a couple of weeks doing some comedy shows. It's <laughs> just the comedy and shows. <laughs> You're a very funny man. <laughs> and, well, Elaine here was uh, picking up my mail while I was away because, you know, that uh, little box can get very full. Oh, yes, yes, of course. TV guide, <laughs> magazines, everything. You know, I would have picked up your mail. Your box is right next to mine. Oh, I don't want to bother you. No bother. You get me a job, you get me an apartment. You're a very, very good man. Yeah, well, <laughs> yesterday, after they took you away, I looked in my mail and I noticed that the mailman accidentally put your visa renewal in my mailbox. Come again? You see, I've been home for a week and Elaine didn't give me my mail till yesterday, even though I asked her repeatedly for it. Yeah, but, um, Babu, he could have come to my house to pick it up. You had my visa application? Well, not technically. I killed you! Well, what about her? I killed both of you! Babu! No, Babu, no, Babu! You're bad man! You're very bad man! You're very lazy bad man! Babu, I I'm gonna fix everything! I have a lawyer who knows someone in the immigration department. They're gonna straighten the whole thing out. The wheels are in motion. Things are happening even as we speak. The wheels are in motion. The wheels are in motion. Things are happening. My favorite part of this scene is when Jerry says to Babu, you remember Elaine, and Elaine's like, nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he sticks his fingers through the cage. Yeah. It's, like... <laughs> it's the little things like that that make Seinfeld so great. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, talk about the uh, the changes in attitude. Like, at first, you know, Babu is so happy to see him. And he's so excited. He's like, oh, yes, yes, you know, I would have picked up your mail. Your box is right next to my, you know, all this stuff. And then the second Jerry says, I had your visa application in the mail. Come again. <laughs> and he just turns, boy. He's he's out for blood. I, I kill you. <laughs> what about her? No, no. I kill both of you. <laughs> Babu. And then we also can't forget that scene with Babu's brother. When he tells Jerry and Elaine he's in Pakistan, that guy's great too. I don't. Did we mention him in the uh, the one-off characters? No, but we should have. Absolutely, he's a great. He only has a few lines, but where is Babu? Show me Babu. <laughs> <laughs> Snapple? No, too fruity. <laughs> <laughs> and here's an interesting tidbit: um, the actor that plays Babu's brother, I think his name in real life is Josh Hamlin. But in the DVD, or sorry, in the credits, they mess up his name. He's credited as John Hamlin. And John Hamlin is actually my grandfather's name. <laughs> <laughs> Same spelling and everything. So the first time that we noticed it, I was watching with my grandmother, and we, and we were dying, man. Oh, it was man, so great. great. And then we get that great last scene of Babu in Pakistan. And I know it wasn't planned this way, but how perfect was it how much this foreshadows the finale? When he says how someday he will get back to America, and when he does, he will exact vengeance on this man. He's a very bad man. He's a very, very bad man. <laughs> and I love the guy playing his friend, too. This is a dreadful story, Babu. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the guy who was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I only saw that movie once, but you could be right. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. And before we move on to the finale, I just wanted to play this clip of Brian George. This is an interview he did for the DVDs where he talks about what it was like coming back to the show for this episode. It was so such a thrill to be brought back on the show. You know, first of all, I, I was, I've 
it was, a, you know, like um, a great compliment. They loved the character, so that was great. Um, and I got the script for the visa, and I was, I was reading it at home, and I'm going, my wife is watching TV, I'm reading the script, I'm going, oh my God, I'm working in the cafe. I think I might be a recurring character. I'm reading on, oh my God, I'm living in his building. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, Jesus, this is gonna be amazing. Flip the page. <laughs> they took Babu away. They took Babu away? Yeah, the immigration guy said his visa was expired. <gasps> Poor Babu, everything was going so well for him. He had an apartment, he had a job. What a shame. <laughs> Get to the end of the episode. Um, deported to Islamabad, I'm going, oh, sh <laughs> What the hell is this? You've never seen an actor go so fast in your life. I just, I just, but it was a great episode. <laughs> oh, man, I love that story. Oh, me too. He tells it so well. It's just, and you got to feel bad for him because, you know, who wouldn't think, you know, I'm going to be a regular character. <laughs> yeah. And it's also a little jarring the first time you hear Brian George's real voice. You know, nothing against him. That's just how he talks. But I just love the fact that, on the show, he's got this great Pakistani accent, and then he, when he talks, he speaks like this typical Londoner. <laughs> yeah. But at least we get to see him one more time, and that is, of course, in the finale. And I actually thought his testimony was one of the most memorable moments from the finale. And Brian George mentioned in the DVD extras how, at one point, Jerry passed him on the set, and he told him, you're the man. Oh, what an amazing compliment. Yeah, and he wasn't even sure what Jerry meant at first, but then he realized later on that it was Babu that put the final nail in the coffin there that sent them away. Yeah, and I love how Jerry turns to them. He's like, Babu, I thought he got deported. It's like, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that he can't come and testify against you. <laughs> <laughs> but let's listen to that testimony because it's so great. You've come a long way to be here today, haven't you? Yes. All the way from Pakistan. And what's your connection to the defendant? I owned a restaurant. Sinfeld told me to change the menu to Pakistani. But nobody came. There were no people. And then what happened? Then he got me an apartment in his building. But they mixed up the mail. And I never got my immigration renewal papers. So they deported me. It's all his fault. Him. And the woman. But they did not care. They're totally indifferent. All they do is mock me, just like they did the fat fellow. All the time, mocking, 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 mocking. All the time. Now, it is Babu's turn to mock. Finally, I will have some justice. Send them away. Send them all away. Lock them up forever. They are not human. They are very bad. Very, very, very bad. <laughs> Ugh, so great. And then in the end, Babu does get some justice after the verdict is read. We see he's very happy as he's wagging his finger at them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I love, too, at, when he's on the stand, he's got that finger wag down to a science. Because at first you yeah. see, you know, he kind of just, like, shakes his hand or, like, you know, he's throwing his finger. But at the ver it's like he's got it perfectly down. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he's like, yeah. oh, when he stands up, he's looking at him. like. <laughs> <laughs> So great. Oh, yeah. 
I definitely wish we could have seen more of Babu throughout the series, but in the short amount of time we did see him, he was so great, and I honestly couldn't imagine anyone else playing that character. Oh, yeah, no. And uh, what he was in, even if he was just in the one episode, it would have been such a great arc just to see, you know, the rise and fall of Babu Bot. Oh, yeah. And we'd love to interview Brian George on the show, but unfortunately, we can't find him anywhere on social media. But if anyone listening knows Brian George or can find him on social media, email us and let us know. We'll reach out to him. It would be such an honor to have him on the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about Seinfeld royalty. And he's somebody that definitely you can tell enjoyed his time on the show and just really loved it and got to see the show before it was really a hit. You know, it was early season three, things were heating up, but it wasn't quite at the level that things were at. And it's amazing that you got to see that. And then he came back for season four when things were really rolling along. And uh, yeah, I can see why he was disappointed that he wasn't in more episodes or he wasn't a series regular. Would have been interesting if he came back like every season and you saw him, you know, sort of doing something different. But yeah, we always have our imaginations. But I definitely enjoyed discussing Babu today. It was a lot of fun listening to all these clips. So much fun. Every scene that he's in, just amazing. Such an amazing actor and really an important part of the Seinfeld uh, canon. Yeah, we had to dedicate an episode to Babu. But we thank you all for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTBSeinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. So his friend had the mail, but she did not give it to him. And then he came to visit me. Said a lawyer would call and help. He said the wheels were in motion. But there was no motion. There was nothing. And so they sent me back here. This is a terrible story. What are you going to do? I'm going to save up every rupee. For someday, I will get back to America. And when I do, I will exact vengeance on this man. I cannot forget him. He haunts me. He is a very bad man. He's a very, very bad man.